My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. This is America. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. We will be back in some form. We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done. And here we are now. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. Never before in American history has there been an uprising like this. Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is going to be the American century. Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. This week, President Joe Biden acknowledged Americans' frustration as his first year in office came to an end, but said the United States was on track to meet the considerable challenges from the coronavirus pandemic and inflation. Today, on An Irishman Abroad, we get Marion McKeown's report card on how number 46 has handled his first year in power. Later on, we take the time to consider the decision by the Supreme Court on Wednesday to reject a request by former President Donald Trump to block White House records from being sent to a House Select Committee investigating January 6th. Could this ruling, which Trump cannot appeal, set the stage for more than 700 pages of Trump White House records to change the course of the next presidential election? And finally, the restrictions over here are lifting faster than a royal family attempting to cut ties with their publicly disgraced prince. Has Omicron peaked in America yet? And if not... Why not? To hear the full conversation with Marion, head over and support our series on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. The most exciting news of all, though, Marion, is the Blue Yeti microphone that you are communicating with us through today. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations on your purchase. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about my new toy. (laughs) Ridiculously so, because uh, I know in the past we have had quality problems with hearing the you know the quality of the sound from the US and so I did my due diligence I know more now about microphones and USB <laughs> microphones which I didn't even know existed <laughs> until you told me about them a couple of weeks ago uh, so yeah it's, oh, here it are. is and uh, it's, it's we're good to go yeah A plus on your report card to start the year <laughs> I don't <laughs> think uh, people are feeling that way in terms of President Joe Biden all I'm reading is criticism. And uh, I guess if you were to read the New York Post, not, uh, I don't know if you if you do or if don't you, recommend it. <laughs> you don't recommend it. <laughs> Piers Morgan's withering piece about the performance of President Joe Biden in the past 12 months uh, speaks to, I guess, a, a, a huge amount of people in America who aren't happy with how this year has gone. You know, there's a weird thing that goes on in America. And to me, it's all about this media narrative. Now, I would discount Piers Morgan utterly because A, he's a clown. B, he has zero political judgment and very little knowledge about how politics works. And C, his job is, and the reason he sells papers, is to be as contrarian and as bitter and as nasty as possible because people want to read that especially people who already don't like Joe Biden and they want their prejudices 
confirmed. Mm -hmm. And they want to hear that other people hate Joe Biden and this guy hates Joe Biden. So, look, controversy sells newspapers and conflict sells newspapers. And we saw that during the Donald Trump car crash four years, all of the cable news channels and the media, their sales and their viewership and their readership went into orbit because people were shocked, appalled and fascinated by the Trump circus. Hmm. Now you get this Biden isn't the world's most exciting guy and that it's not his job to be an entertainer. But I think in America, the line between being an entertainer in chief and a commander in chief and a president is really blurred because they want Americans want somebody. And the old cliche is they want somebody who they would want in their living room every night who, you know, when they turn on the TV, they want to see somebody as their president Mm -hmm. who they'd like to have around for a beer. It's nonsense. You don't want the guy, you know, who'll come around for a beer and be great fun, you know, to be called into an emergency room if you're in a a serious car crash. You know, you you don't want it in many, many situations. You don't want the guy who's a great laugh to come around if you've been arrested by the police and you've no idea why. You know, people have different jobs. Biden's job is president. And I think America has become very confused about what a president should be. So mm. let's get that out of the way. Let's get, as I said, Piers Morgan and, and you know, the, <laughs> sort of the, the chorus of, of clownish, you know, I put Tucker Carlson and all these other people, just clownish contrarians who, yeah. who make their money by being clownish They're contrarians. They're like Stephen A. Smith oh, of politics. They, they, the more noise, the yeah. better. I hear you. Let's, let's get into the report yeah. card then. So let's get into the report card. Okay. I would give Biden for messaging an F. I think he his team have absolutely failed to highlight the things that he has achieved in his first year, which have been pretty darn considerable. Now, he's had two two big failures. One of them is strategic and tactical, and the other one is just because of the bizarre intransigence of two of his old senators. So let's deal with the the voting rights failure first. I I have always thought that the first thing that Joe Biden did should have been to deal with voting rights legislation, because when you come into office first, you're, you're never more powerful. And at that stage, Joe Biden had his approval rating was somewhere in the high mid 50s, around 55%, I think. And people were really willing to give him a chance. I think not the, the Trump supporters who believe that the election had been stolen, and that was virtually most of the Republicans, but the independents, the moderates, uh, and some, you know, quite a, a chunk of Republicans who just found Trump too distasteful for words. So he was never more powerful than when he came in first. Now, to me, the most important thing that needed to happen at that stage was to cement voting rights because people saw this claim that the election had been stolen. Biden was well aware that this completely baseless claim was already going to be used because states had announced it, that they were already intending to bring in legislation for election security. And I say that in big inverted commas because there was no election fraud. But already he knew that at least a dozen or more states were going to introduce laws that would restrict voters' access to the polls. Now, that should have been targeted first away. He should have said the first thing and the most important thing, which he was saying, you know, in the last couple of days, is to protect voting rights. Because if you can't vote, you don't have a democracy. It's that simple. And that, I think, was his first responsibility. He didn't do that because he wanted to press ahead with various other bills, the financial bill, the bill, all financial bills and, and bills, policy bills that would undeniably 
undeniably make Americans' lives better, but they weren't as important as protecting the cornerstone democracy. And also, he made a pact with the black voters. It was black Americans who voted Biden into office largely. That was why he won, because he got massive turnout from black voters and they went and they voted for Biden. Now, a lot of the reason was that he had black colleagues like James Clyburn, uh, who's who's hugely influential in Congress. He had the support of Stacey Abrams, who's one of the most formidable people were in American politics, one of the most talented democratic politicians that there is out there. Uh, and, and they delivered for Biden. And then instead of delivering back and, and you know, protecting the rights of black people to votes, which he knew were going to come under threat, he focused on the other stuff. So that to me, he broke faith with his black his black supporters. And I think that that was wrong. And so I would definitely give him a very poor mark for that. But back to the messaging, F for messaging. And the reason is that um, Biden has done a lot of good things in the last year. Does anyone know about them? Does anyone know? I mean, does anyone know, for example, that jobless claims in America are now at their lowest levels since the 1960s, that unemployment has dropped from 6.4% in a year to below 4%. I mean, that's huge. That is phenomenal. Trump boasted about the unemployment rates from the, like literally from the day he arrived in office before he could claim any any uh, credit for it the whole way through. The second thing is, you probably remember, Darla, because everyone does, Trump's biggest barometer of how America was doing was the stock market. So if the stock market was doing well, the rest of America could and did go to hell in the handcart and it didn't matter because he'd go, look at the stock market. It's the greatest stock market on record. The stock market in the year that Joe Biden has taken over has gone up by about 20 percent. You know, it's incredible. The S&P 500, which was the the main metric that Trump used to measure his success as a president, uh, hit new records on 70 different occasions during 2021. And it's finished up 29 percent higher than when Donald Trump left office. Okay, the Dow Jones and the Nasdaq were both up about 20 percent on average. So this is Huge. If you use that, you know, and Americans like most Americans have have, you know, stuff in the stock market, not most, but like a a huge percentage of them do. And they like to know that their stocks are doing well. And they think, okay, if things are wobbly, at least we've got the stocks, we've got the savings, we're okay, we've got our nest egg. Joe Biden has absolutely failed to highlight how well the stock market is doing. Now, I don't trust the stock market. I don't have any shares, so I don't. But I think that it's something that can go off a cliff. And I think if you live by the stock market, you will also die by the stock market the day that it drops, you know, 2000 points. But in the meantime, it has grown and grown. And this is something that Biden could say, look, there's faith in the US economy. Investors have faith in it. We're doing things the right way because if we weren't, the stock market wouldn't have gone up so much and you wouldn't be 20% richer if you have stocks. So that's another thing that he, he has just failed to do. Uh, you have economists all over the place who are predicting that growth is going to consider, it will continue in America at the fastest level since about 1984. So that's what's in 40 years almost. So you're not hearing any of these things. You know, you're, you're, Biden just isn't. And then you're not hearing about the return to normality, which, okay, doesn't sound very sexy, but there isn't craziness. You know, Biden isn't picking fights with American allies. He's working with them. He's working with them on climate change, although his own domestic climate change agenda has been stalled 
world. He's working with them on COVID. He's back like America is. I hate that Biden thing where he says America is back. But America is back cooperating with allies on a number of things. And on COVID, you know what? Despite fierce resistance, I think Biden can say he has done everything he could to get you know, to to deal with COVID and to combat COVID and to end the pandemic. So I would say on all those things, we can can grade them, but messaging an F because nobody's talking about that. All the American media is talking about is the fighting within the Democratic Party, the fact that he couldn't get Bill Back better over the line, the fact that he failed on voting rights, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just the, the portrayal that America has settled on of Biden is this dithering old guy who isn't really all that competent at all and who doesn't really know what he's doing and who was in the Senate for too long. And despite the fact he was in the Senate for 36 years, he still can't get the senators on board, which is seen as a personal failure. In fact, the media should be looking at how Republicans with no scrutiny, absolutely no scrutiny, are have just stood against any kind of fair voting for American citizens, have stood against any kind of national efforts to protect the voting rights of American citizens. And that's a given that they're going to do that. And also that they're just going to obstruct every single thing that Biden is trying to do to help the lives of ordinary Americans. And they've already done this. So let's go back to what he had his report card. Okay, so messaging a definite F. I don't know why Democrats are so poor at messaging, but they are. So there you have it. That's your taste of the Irishman in America for this week with Marion McKeown. Come on over and hear the rest of the conversation by becoming a member at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad and enjoy all these conversations in full, including our feature interview every Sunday and our back catalogue of nearly eight years of interviews at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America. A lot of people who would probably consider themselves liberal have done very well financially under the Donald Trump four years. You encouraged espionage against our people. You condemn any interference by Russia in the American election. By Russia or anybody else. Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. To renew America, we must revitalize our democracy.